When you need help or advice, you turn to your parents or a trusted friend for help. So why go outside of Virginia, your home, when you need car insurance? Abra Insurance gives you individual attention and won't turn your way no matter what your driving record looks like. Giving same-day personal service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Able Insurance, 979-0814 is the number. Ableinsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, though, Ballhawk Show? Say one more time. What up, what up, what up, though, Ballhawk Show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amaya Hawkins, and I thank you for taking time out of your day to check out the latest from the Ballhawk Show. Today's topic is the University of Virginia Cavaliers men's basketball team recapping their latest victory versus the Syracuse Orangemen. Um, before we get started, make sure you subscribe to the Ballhawk Show podcast if you haven't already. If you've been supporting the Ballhawk Show podcast, definitely appreciate you. We're on a new platform now. We are also available on Anchor. Make sure you go to Anchor and subscribe to the Ballhawk Show. Also, as always, available on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. It helps with visibility. And go to YouTube, man. Subscribe to the Ballhawk Show uh, YouTube channel. I cover all sports, basketball, football, NFL. I mean, anything that's a hot topic in sports, um, you get to see me in the video form. And it's like short blog videos, nothing too long. And you can also see my live stream shows um, that I have on Blog Talk Radio that I film for straight YouTube to stream. So go to the Ballhawk Show YouTube channel and subscribe. So let's jump right into it. Wahoos with another road victory. Before we even get started with that, congratulations to Cal Guy as he, as he was named one of the five finalists for the 2019 Jerry West Shooting Guard of the Year Award. The Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame announced on today, March 5th. Um, also named as finalists are R.J. Barrett of Duke, Justin Wright Foreman of Hostra, Carson Edwards of Purdue and Jared Culver of Texas Tech. A guy is averaging a career high 15.4 points and leads the team in three pointers with 94. Free throw accuracy 83.1%. Guy was an All American last season and has scored 20 or more points in seven games this season, including a three game 20 point streak from February 11th to February 18th. He torched Syracuse with a career-high eight three-pointers just last night, second most in school history. Uh, Guy is currently 37th on UVA's all-time scoring list with 1,184 points and is fourth on UVA UVA's career three-pointers list with 228. So salute to my guy, Cal Guy, for being named one of the five finalists for the 2019 Jerry West Award. Some previous winners for this award um, is Carson Edwards of Purdue in 2018, who was back. So you got the defending award winner that's back. Malik Monk won it from Kentucky in uh, 2017. Buddy 
Hyde, uh, Buddy Hill won in Oklahoma 2016. D'Angelo Russell won it in 2015 for Ohio State. So congrats to Cal guys. So we're going to jump right into it. This is your first time listening to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. And I always say I like to give you guys post-game notes, uh, courtesy of VirginiaSports.com. Give you some numbers because everybody loves numbers, whether it's analytics, you know, advanced analytics or just surface numbers. Most of the time I just give you surface box score numbers. Um, if you go to UVA fans or ACC Sports Talk, you could get a lot of individuals who will give you advanced analytics. So shout out to them. Go to Facebook and subscribe to that group or like the group. Also, you know, uh, it's so many UVA fan groups, man, and I don't want to leave any out. So um, I just shouted out the first one that came to my my brain. I know a lot of folks are like, what about us? You forgot about us. So um, it's a lot of them. Virginia Cavaliers, basketball talk, UVA hoops, uh, UVA fans. I talked about ACC sports talk. What's some other Wahoo groups that I could just shout out right quick? Um, I, y'all got to forgive me, man. Don't, don't, don't black my eye. Um, Wahoo Wah is, a, is another good good group. So salute to my UVA fans out there. And salute to everybody that engages in conversations with your boy and have fun. And just know I'm just tongue-in-cheek, man. I like to give people a hard time, but I'm not trying to be a butthole and come off like I'm a know-it-all, especially in basketball when I'm more of a football player. But we're almost five minutes into the show. Let's get some post-game notes. UVA won by a score of 79-53 to 53 in the Carrier Dome. Some team notes. UVA is now 27-2 and overall, 15-2 and in the ACC. And they improved to 10-1 and in true road games this season. Virginia matched the school record with 18 three-pointers. The last time they did that um, was versus Gonzaga in 2007. UVA went 8-12 from three-point range in the first half and finished 18-25. of So that means they went. 10 for 13 in the second half. That's crazy. That's the payback for Duke coming out here. Revenge when Duke shot the lights out and R.J. Bird was looking like he could really shoot out here cooking and juking in front of LeBron James and stuff. Um, the Cavaliers have won 27 or more games for the fifth time in the past six games. UVA has 15 or more league wins for the fourth time in school history. The Cavaliers have a seven-game winning streak overall and a three-game winning streak versus Syracuse. UVA is now 7-5 all-time against Syracuse, including a 6-1 and one mark in ACC action. UVA is 3-2 and two versus the Orange at the Carrier Dome. The Cavaliers have held... The Orange to 68 or fewer points in each of the past eight meetings between the teams. Head coach Tony Bennett is now 6-2 all-time versus Syracuse. UVA trailed at half 34-32 for the fourth time this season. They're now 2-2 in those games. The two losses came to Duke. UVA has held 23 opponents to 40% or less field goal shooting and 26 opponents to 33% or less at three-point shooting. Some player notes, double-figure scores were led by Kyle Guy, who had 25. DeAndre Hunter had 21. And you better call Ty Jerome. Had 16 of them things, the big three. Hey, showed up on the big stage, and we needed All of them showed up behind the three-point line. Um, We talked about Kyle Guy, 
who drilled a career-high eight three-pointers, second in school history, to the great Curtis Staples, who has nine in the game and the all-time record. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Cal Guy is on the verge of breaking his junior record. We just got to get clarity if they count like the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament. But he'll probably break that record because I think every, it's like – it's like basket, it's like football, like bowl games count towards your regular season stats. Um, I could be wrong, though. Jerome has 16 points and a career-high 14 dimes tying the school record for his third career double-double. Um, his name goes along with the Harold Deans and the Corey Alexanders of my time. And there's another gentleman that I'm not going to like. I'm a you know historian of UVA basketball, so I know it's, it's, it's men that preceded me that know the gentleman that is listed with these three gentlemen that I just named. So it's not a slight. Like I said, I'm not a true historian, but I bet you it'll pop up, you know, as we get along into the show. I probably could hear y'all screaming at me right now. Um, Cal Guy moved into fourth on UVA's career list with uh, 228 three-pointers, passing Sean Singletary, the legendary Fofo with 222, and J.R. Reynolds with 200. Good God. Yo, think about that. They were in the same backcourt. Between the two of them, they have 443 made three-pointers. That's Sean Singletary and J.R. Reynolds. Good Lord. That's a lot of jacking. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with jacking. I mean, it go in. Uh, Guy five three-pointers moved into a tie for fourth with Todd Billet. 2002 to 2003 on UVA single season three-pointers list with 86. Uh, guy has made five, three-point, five or more three-pointers in 15 career games. Uh, Hunter had a career high five three-pointers, career best three block shots. Mommy Diakite got his block streak started up again. He didn't have a block last game versus Pitt, but he got four this game for a career high. And Hunter, Jerome, and Guy, Scored 30 of UVA's 32 first half points. You know, it's really bugging me that I had the name of the gentleman. John Crotty. That's who it is. See, I told you. I told you. I heard y'all. I heard y'all screaming at at the speakers. Like, come on, ball hog. Get on your game. So let's look at some individual stats. Chiawi, everybody else. Because we talked about the big three. Um so we talked about Cal Guy, but we didn't say how efficient he was. He was 8 of 10 from the field. All 8 and that 10 came from the three-point line. 80% from the three-point line. Good God. He shot better from the three-point line than he did from the free throw line. He shot 50% from the free throw line. He was 1 or 2. My man was 8 of 10. I'm talking about he was hitting daggers. Like, they smile in your face all the time. They try to take your place. Backstabbing type defense, too. I mean, all in his face. Hitting him on the arm and stuff, it's still going in. He also had seven rebounds to lead the team, six of them defensive. Two assists, just one turnover, had one steal. DeAndre Hunter, cold-blooded kill zone, free throw line extended, but he was five or seven from the three-point line. And that's showing that that's, that's scaring the hell out of our fans and, and, and making the scouts salivate. Because the more he can step out and be that much more efficient shooting the three ball, because he's the baby Kawhi Leonard. You know, he he's a young Kawhi. And the more he can show his range and can be efficient all over, you, you, you better appreciate 12 for now on because he gone. Ain't no more he need one more year. What do he need one more year to do? Oh, that? Oh, he can always do that. 
So he was 7 to 13 from the floor, 5 or 7 to 3, just 2 or 3 from the uh, free throw line, had six assists, four assists to four turnovers, but had three blocks, like I said, for 21. Ty Jerome gave you 16 and 14 on 14 dimes, just two turnovers. 14 assists to just two turnovers. And those assists, if I'm not mistaken, happened in the first half. I don't think he had a turnover in the second half. But he was five or six. And did y'all see that boy hit the shot from Thailand from the S on the court? And you did you see Tony Bennett jump up like, yes, sir? He hit it from Thailand. Because when Ty hit one of them bombs, it demoralizes teams. And it, and it gives him that confidence that makes him scary as hell. I'm talking about scary. Because here's the thing about Ty. Ty always fake. Like, give you a fake pass before he take that shot. So this time he faked it, but then threw it to Cal, and he called it right back. Like, let me touch that because he, he don't respect my range out here long distance. I'm talking about I got international, international range. Stepped into it and did a little, and when he ain't celebrate for everybody to see it because Coach Bennett, when Coach Bennett jumped up, because that's one of them shots where Coach was like, man, what the hell? But Coach Bennett jumped up like, what the? Oh, yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about, Ty. That's my guy. So, um, always excited when Ty Jerome get busy, man. Ty Jerome will also demonstrated he could be effective for the free throw line extended. And I, and I like that. And I'm going to talk about more of that uh, when I get to the analytical part. Kihei Clark only played 16 minutes. He got the start. Um, end up being a bad matchup for him just because he's not an offensive-minded guy. Um, early in the game, try to set the table with him, see how he would fit in in the carrier dome. The guards that Syracuse has, very long, athletic, demonstrated ability to make tough shots over him. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, it was Tyus Battle he got matched up on a couple of times because he started off on Frank Howard. And Frank Howard hit a, uh, a three in his face when he was rallying off a, a you know, driving dish. So he was, he was sloughing off, helping on the drive. Um, he recovered to get out. And Frank Howard hit an early three. I, w- I want to say it was their first basket. Um, he just sh- elevated right over Key Hayden. After that, Key Hay was, you know, giving Howard a little bit of trouble. And then late in the first half, or a little bit in the first half, in the middle, I want to say, um, he got switched up on Battle. And Battle was just like elbowing him and pushing him. And if the ref not gonna call it, the OG got to do what he got to do. And, he, and you know, he made two tough shots over Kihei in the paint area. And then two other shots, Kihei actually had a good job of contesting it and being the irritant. Uh, but offensively, uh, um, and I'll talk about it later, but Kihei didn't play but 16 minutes. So I know it's, it's... This episode is brought to you by Carvana. Carvana is in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. They even offer customizable financing so you can plan your down and monthly payments. To shop thousands of affordable vehicles 100% online, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Availability may vary by market. It's a lot of fan base folks that are happy with that minutes total i'm gonna just say that jack salt played just 13 minutes fighting through the back injury had two early fouls and then um he picked up another foul early in the second half um and jack did all he can do i mean he had two rebounds 
but it, it just wasn't a good matchup for him either because uh, we understood that versus that zone, you got to take advantage of every offensive opportunity because of the length and their ability to be sound. And um, he only played 13 minutes. Then you have Mamadi Diakite play 26 minutes off the bench, so basically has starters minute minutes. He uh, was 4-9 from the floor, uh, five, five rebounds, four blocks, as I say. He had nine points, one or two from the free throw line. Then the unicorn, Jay Huff, got 18 solid minutes in. Was two for three from the field, had five rebounds, one offensive, and four points. He also had four personal fouls, but that didn't really put a damper into what we were trying to do. Braxton Key only played six minutes, had two points, three personal fouls, uh, one turnover, and didn't register a rebound, and that's our leading rebounder. Uh, Jaden Nixon got in and got a bucket. He was one for one from the field, so salute to Jaden. Uh, shout out to his pop, Shay. Um Cody got three minutes, Marco Anthony got three minutes, and Austin Castro got three minutes, and Grant Kersey got one minute of playing time. So, overall, the Wahoo shot 54%. I was looking at the second half. Shot 54% from the field. They shot 72% from three and 45% from the free throw line. We got to clear that up. We got to clear the free throw line up. We love the three-pointer, but... We can't expect to shoot 72%, but free throw line, we got to clean that up. That's unacceptable, 45%. When you look at points in the paint, we had 18. Uh, 18 points off of turnovers, 13 second chance points, and 17 points off of the bench. We had 35 total rebounds, 7 offensive, uh, only 11 turnovers. I want to say we probably had seven, 7 of those in the first half alone. Seven steals and 18 blocks. Eight team blocks, not 18. When you look at Syracuse, Tyus Battle attempted 19 shots to just score 11 points. He was 5 of 19 from the field, uh, 1 of 5 from the three-point line. I thought DeAndre Hunter did an a, a adamant job on him in the second half. Um, Ochoku, however you say his name, the little avatar is number 13, the tall P. I call him PC-13. Pascal Uchoku, he long. He had seven offensive rebounds. It didn't matter who was under the paint. He was going to get them offensive boards, but he can't do nothing. Like, he basically, either he dunking or rebounding because they're not looking for him in the paint. Uh, Frank Howard was just two or six from the field. He played 22 minutes. He had six points. Buddy Bayham, um made some threes in the first half. He had 11 points overall, but didn't do too much in the second half. Uh, Dozak. Played 27 minutes, didn't score a bucket, was 0 for 3 from the field, 5 rebounds. Um, Syracuse has a lot of size, a lot of athleticism, and um, they're tough shot makers. So that's the thing about Tyus Battle. He he gets them going, and, and when Tyus doesn't score, um, Coach Beheim said that that's not good for them. So that's what, you know, that's what you got to do to them. And I know a lot of folks want to talk about O'Shea Brissett's elbow to Ty Jerome's head, and a lot of folks felt like it was Bush League and was dirty. It did look kind of suspect to me because why would you, you know, violently rip through your elbow that high to post up Ty when you could have just actually put a load to his midsection to seal him? You know, I just felt like you could tell by the look on somebody's face they know they're guilty because he didn't even argue it. He just looked like, Damn they, damn they got me, you know. Um, 
I th- I thought it should have been a flagrant too. I think Ty did a, said the right things of saying that he didn't think it was intentional, so he couldn't cast in his spurs. But I could do that, Ty. That was dirty. That was one of the Mike Tyson. I just hit you with a left hook, and now I'm about to headbutt you when you're falling down. Type blows. So, I mean, it won't. I don't. I don't, I don't understand what the thought process in that was to just bring your elbow like that. That nah. Mm-mm. I can't. I can't dig that. But talking about the game, when you're looking through the game, we started out, you know, a little slow. A lot of careless turnovers. Um, we had a starting lineup that a lot of people hate. A lot of people hate seeing Jack Salt and Kihei Clark in the game at the same time. Uh, we happen to have a lead before with both of those two guys in. Salt get two early fouls. We bring in Diakite, and then shortly we bring in Braxton Key. Then Braxton Key get an early foul, and we sub him out. Um Long story short, uh, Coach found, ended up finding the lineup that I feel like is everybody's favorite lineup, and it's the lineup that you you were if it, we were living in the perfect world, this would probably be the lineup that he would probably go to and feel the most comfortable offensively and defensively. And that lineup is Cal Guy, DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome, Mommy Diakite, and Jay Huff. That's the starting five that a lot of people like, that a lot of people have been advocating for. And you've been seeing that the combination of Diakite and Huff um, on the back end has done our guards wonders because you have two of our better rim protectors and two of our probably our two best finishers as far as above the rim. And when you look at what Syracuse is trying to do, and we have both our bigs on opposite blocks, and we work in that triangle area from the free throw line extended, kind of running a little circle, causing one of those uh, back block guys to step up. Now you're leaving a window open for uh, PC-13, the avatar center, to have to choose, like, which guy on the block you're going to respect because both are, you know, Huff and Diakite can jump above the room. You know, the times we gave it a salt, salt had to gather himself. Um, and it's a little different. You saw he got slapped and fouled, and he missed both free throws. But the the first time we gave it to Diakite, they really had to uh, converge on him, and he kicked it back out. And I want to say either – I think Hunter hit a three, or it might have been Cal Guy. So it was a, it was a better inside-out game. Um, even though Jay Huff is a shooter, he wasn't popping out as much, but both of those guys are doing a great job with the flare screens and, and getting our shooters open. But the main thing I like with having both of those guys on the offensive block is that – you could just throw it up to the square, and one of them is going to get it. And we saw that with Ty Jerome. He threw it up to Mondi Diakite. They were just like, who the hell is he throwing to? That's too high. And Mondi went and got it. So a lot of folks are advocating for, if this is not the starting five, for this five to play the most. And I can see this five playing the most in the perfect world. It just all depends on matchups and the teams that you run into. Now, don't get me wrong. The only team that will give this matchup problem is the one team that will give everybody's matchup a problem, and that's Duke with Zion at the five. Or even with Bolden in, because Bolden is a is a load, and you just want to see how Jay can respond to the bully tactics. We know he's 7-1. We know he has great athleticism. But sometimes it's all about positioning, that lower body um, strength, just being an immovable object. But – Huff has the potential because on the offensive side of the ball, if you are playing man, you have to come out and respect him. And that's opening the lane up for everybody else. Same with Diakite. So when you have those two in versus a man-to-man defense, yeah, the lane 
it's definitely going to be open. You know, so again, for all the folks who wanted this lineup, you got it. Um, the proof is in the pudding. Nobody can argue that. Sometimes, and I think the majority of the time with fans, when they have a stance, it's like, I respect your stance. You got it. Just see where I'm coming from and let me have it. Instead of saying, yeah, but my stance is still better than yours. And I think that's what majority of times you fall into on the message boards and in the groups is somebody being so overly zealous, like, believing what I'm telling. Like, you're going to believe me and think like me, and it doesn't work like that. It's like everybody had different perspective, and at the end of the day, common goal is I don't care whose lineup is in there as long as we win, you know? And that's what my advanced analytics buddy had come with. Well, if you look at this, Jay Huff is the best. Like, that's fine. That's cool. And I salute for all those analytics. But that's just not my cup of tea. And I just don't um, ride with it. But I will say that is the best five group, though, in the perfect world. If I don't know what's going, going zone. Because that group will have you respecting them on both ends. I get it. If Kihei Clark's in the game and we take Jay Huff out, that team's going to initially sag and make Kihei hit a shot, and then you're losing some size, but then you're gaining a better perimeter defender. So it's a lot of, you know, positives and negatives. But, hey, I like that five. That five could be your closer. We had – that's one thing about Tony Bennett over the years that you got to respect. He stayed true to his coaching style. He stayed true to his principles. He's all about matchup. He's all about the hot hand, the cohesiveness, how guys are gelling. And he, he he doesn't he's not predetermined that I'm going to play this no matter what. No. It's not who starts it, it's who finishes. This what's always important to me. I never care about the starting lineup. I don't even care about the minutes. I care about last five minutes of the game or any time we need something to happen, who's in the game and who made the difference. And that's what I'm most happy with. And that's the group I look at. And I know people come in with analytics like plus and minus what this group was in and and the you know the plus and minus when that group was in and i i'm fine with that but it changes every game just like people are dismissed if we do something versus a pit and they say oh they trash or we did something versus louisville oh they trash everybody could play that game but we just want them you know the wahoos to continue to roll continue to win and the better jay huff is the better he gets more minutes the more potent we are because he does so much for this team, he he his skill set is um, unprecedented as far as at seven one, being able to run that fast and jump that high and have touch around the basket. Now you just want that aggressiveness. You know, it was a time that he got the ball from Kihei Clark on the baseline and he should have just turned and, and shot over him. Um, and coach kind of got on him. He kind of looked at coach like, "What you talking about?" And it took Kyle Gotti like, "Hey fam, like you trying to tell you be aggressive." Um, and even Jay Billis talked about it. He was like, "Yo." You know, Huff has to be aggressive. It's just him finding his spots because even DeAndre Hunter had to work into that role of saying, I have to be aggressive. You ain't never got to worry about Ty Jerome being aggressive. Ty from New Rochelle, New York, and he was playing at Syracuse in New York, and Mama was there. He was getting buckets, and he was dishing. Man, it was a thing of beauty to see that, man. When when your point guard get a double-double, points and assists, that's why I like Russell Westbrook. Don't get me started on Russell Westbrook, but back to the Wahoos. Cal guy, absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations on the Jerry West Award finalist, man. Well-deserved. Um, DeAndre Hunter is demonstrating how special he is. Complete package, can defend, can get to the cup, can shoot the mid-range, can shoot the three. 
um, can handle the basketball to get to his spots. Um, and he and he plays with such a joy and it's happy. It's just it's just refreshing to see. So Wahoo fans, man, you know your team is doing awesome, and you know that your head coach has built a great culture. When we majority of the time are arguing about who's playing how many minutes, and our team is winning by damn near thirty. So clap it up for Coach Bennett and the staff and these young men because we winning by damn near thirty points. And we still debating on who should be playing. That's how you know we got it good here. We got it good. Woo-wee, who has it better than the who's? Nobody. Because I'll take that argument any day. We winning and we worrying about who should be playing. That means we got plenty of options. Plenty of options. I look at a half glass full, man. I ain't going to lie to you. It don't bother me at all. Just just don't pray and pray on somebody to struggle just so you can say I told you so. I don't do, I don't do well with those type of folks. That ain't going to never be me having a, a bullet in the chamber ready to fire. Be like, see, I told you he failed or he ain't do as good as I thought. Because me personally, I didn't expect Kihei Clark to play good versus his own. No way. Because that that's not his game. Nobody. And you're not penetrating versus those tall avatars out there. Nobody, buddy. So the fact that he played 16 minutes and we were still in the game says a lot about him because shoot it. Them big avatars were like, oh, if I got to choose, I'm going to make zero shoot. Shoot it. When they took zero out and put put our two point, uh, pogo sticks down at the block, then we had the upper hand. So shout out to Coach Tony Bennett. And shout out to the fans who had this five of being their best five. Salute to you. You were right last night. You are the reason why we won because you telepathically told Coach Bennett, put the starting five I, in, I like in. Put them in. Because I said so. I'm the armchair coach today, and I got to win. So salute to you on your big-time ACC win. Salute from Ball Hawk. And I'm not going to serve you Shut the Hell Up Juice in a negative way. I'm going to give you a case of Shut the Hell Up Juice and start to serve to everybody. You just can't serve it to me because it's going to turn back to you, and, and then you have to drink the whole pack. So don't try to serve me Shut the Hell Up Juice. You know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Wahoo Wah. Continue to roll. Got Louisville up next, man. Subscribe to the channel. Check out all my content. And if you want Shut the Hell Up Juice merchandise, go to sthujuice.com and order something from the site. Uh, if you see something that you may want in a different design on a sweatshirt, just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at I am Ballhawk. Shout out to my dog Chris Wright at the Saber. Shout out to my bro uh, Jeff White. VirginiaSports.com for allowing me to use his numbers and his content in this podcast. Always got to give those guys credit because they definitely are accessible. And shout out to my dog, Bach, out there. I saw you at the scores table, Bach. You was clean, boy. I want the whole world spin my record. Say, bro, the hoodie styles, check game, stay free records. Show the girl for the death in a massage. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a fitted hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat content, cause I massage. I come and do it by the whole kind of large. I be massaging, I be massaged. I'm coming through with Cadillacs and massaging. Yeah, I post some constantly massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch coconut fish, cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Turn out the ghetto, cause I'm
cause I'm a sergeant. I got ice around my neck cause I'm a sergeant. Or even gold teeth, I'm a sergeant. Or pinky ring iced out cause I'm a sergeant. I got a hundred million dollars, I be massaging. I got ten dollars, I be massaging. I got a thousand dollars, I be massaging. I got twenty two cents and be massaging. I took a penny and be massaging. I tell shorty girl set, I be massaging. You're big too. I be massaging, I be massaging, I be massaging. I got a GPS stern with massaging. Whole shit road chain be massaging. I got a Uzi, I be massaging. I got a trip. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.